before I begin. I'll give you a small report of what has been and what shall be just as a recap of this week. On Wednesday night, we were talking about our tithing and offerings, which are described with clarity in the scripture, the principles and commands of the Lord to give and return um, our 10% and our offerings. And in two weeks from today, I'm asking all of the folks to bring a sacrificial offering that's on March the 12th. Is that two weeks or three? Whatever the time is, the day is March the 12th. So is that three weeks? Who's in favor of three weeks? Okay. Motion carried. Um, so three weeks, we'll have uh, a commitment for 12 months. We'll commit to doing what the Bible says to do, to return our tithing and our offering. And our offering will be building fund offering. And that'll be in a percentage. And um, so we're asking everyone to come together. So March the 12th. Wednesday, the Lord just interrupted that time and a spirit of prayer and intercession broke out. And I don't even know how long everybody stayed here, but it was a, it was a long time. And um, it was getting close to 11 o'clock before some of the folks left. I called a prayer meeting on Thursday and on Friday, one-hour prayer from noon to one Thursday prayer was incredible. Friday prayer, I don't know how many people were in this building in Friday prayer, maybe 150 or 200. And tonight at 5.30, I'm asking everyone that's standing here watching me here now to come at 5.30, and we're going to fill this auditorium with prayer. And I'm just asking you to come for, it'll be 25 minutes of prayer, and we're going to start at 5.30. So I hope that you'll come. And not only come, but I want you to bring everybody that you can with you to this house. This is not on our agenda. This is not on our schedule. Uh, we're, 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 we're doing the first Sunday night of the month. So this is not, this wasn't on your schedule or your calendar. But we're going to allow the Lord to operate our calendar. And, and he wants to interrupt us, but we'll see if he can uh, change us. And so... If he, if he can do that, then I think he can do a lot of other things because we're ready for something to happen. I walked in this house with anticipation for your life. I'm believing for you. I want you to look at me real, real carefully. If you can't see me, I'm sorry I'm so short, but, but just, just peer around somebody. Look at me. I'm looking at you. Look at me. The Lord wants to change your life. Now, there are some people that have walked in here. You're on, the, you're on a bad road. 
you're on a you're on a road of destruction but the Lord has great mercy and grace for you and he wants to change your path he can do it if you'll let him some of you have been discouraged and you've been low and you've been bound up but the Lord wants to change your path today some of you have been interceding for things that have not taken place and it's been a long time you even stopped praying for that but we're going to pray again and the Lord's going to do the work in this house amen and some have walked in here today and you don't really know you, you, you don't really know but if you'll just follow the word of the Lord he's going to give you a great blessing today he can change your entire life and the trajectory that you're going to be on is going to be a brand new thing and God is going to do that amen all right Matthew chapter 8 Matthew chapter 8 I'll read just a handful of verses here. Verse number eight. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak. The word only. My servant will be healed. That's the reason. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. Here's the last verse. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Amen. And all the people said amen. And put your Bibles down behind you. And just lift up your voice to the Lord. Let your voice come out from your... Let there be an utterance. Don't pray in your mind. Speak out of your mouth. If you don't know what to say, just say, You are worthy, Lord, and I give you praise. Out of your mouth, just say, I magnify you, Lord Jesus. Tell him, I love you, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Talk to me today. Amen. And I preach. Speak. <laughs> I'm going to pray. I ask you, Lord... For the anointing of the Holy Spirit to rest upon me and all the people. Let the glory of the Most High God, the Shekinah glory, envelop this entire house. I pray against every deterrent and distraction. I pray against every doubting spirit, everything that would rise up against you. I pray against everything that would come against your already established, forever settled word. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, let there be a powerful move of the Holy Ghost. You are faithful and just, Lord. There is none like you, Lord. You are high and lifted up in this house. 
You are the main attraction, Lord. You are the king sitting on the throne. We are the sheep of your pastor. You are the great shepherd. You are the great deliverer. You are the divine one, holy one, and we give you praise. So I lift you up, Lord, and be glorified in this temple right now in the name of Jesus. You may be seated. Perhaps it wasn't for pleasantry's sake that the centurion withheld from the Lord the journey to his house. Nor do I think he was trying to simply save time knowing that the servant was ill and some distance away. Not that either. The Bible gives us enough insight to know that this leader of men, 100 to be exact, understood a principle of authority that existed from the inception of time. To utter the word was to release the authority behind the word. To speak the command was to initiate an expectation. The spoken word embodied the power from which it came or from whom it was sent. The spoken word embodies today the power from which it came or from who it was sent. I'll help you with this. It means that when a person in authority speaks, they draw from their position of authority, whether granted to them or by inheritance. If a representative speaks, they invoke the authority from some higher power. I'll do that again. If a person in authority speaks, they carry the authority into whatever situation in which they present themselves. Or if someone speaks, a delegate or someone commissioned, they do so on behalf of the higher power. The ambassador represents the nation. They are commissioned to speak with the full weight and power of the military or the leader or the nation behind them. When they utter the word, they draw from everything that is above them or behind them. And that principle was drawn from the opening verses of the book of Genesis. 
light and earth and foul and firmament came by way of the utterance of God. He spoke and things came into existence which were not. God pronounced it and it came into being. Galaxies and stars, a greater light to rule by day, a lesser to guide by night. The expansive foliage and every living creature, all of it by the voice of the omnipotent God. Because when God speaks, something happens. Or as the psalmist wrote, let all the fear, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Psalm 51, the mighty God, even the Lord hath spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. When he speaks, something happens. When the Spirit speaks, something happens. It does not stay idle. It is not benign. It, is not, it, does, not, uh, it, it does not rest just by itself. Something moves when God speaks, when the Spirit speaks. Now, we don't know, cannot know, that the centurion knew any of what I just described concerning the creation of Genesis. But he did understand the principle as it related to the authority among his own men. He knew. He said, I am a man under authority. Watch now. I'm a man under authority. We need to pause for a moment because many people move quickly past that to the next line. He understood how to speak to his men under him because he knew how to obey the voice over him. I am a man under authority, and it looks like by virtue of my adherence to those over me, I possess the authority to speak to those below me. What is above me gives me authority to what is below me. <laughs> what is over me and the submission I have employed to the one over me has given me power to speak to everything that is below me. I didn't walk in this pulpit with nothing, but I came as a representative of the Most High God because I'm under the submission of the Most High God, and that means I have authority to speak to things beneath me. And the Lord gave us this. Disciples, they came back, not just the 12, but the 70 disciples came back. And they returned again with joy, saying in Luke 10, 17, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said to them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. I was there. I knew. I saw it. And to you, behold, I give a new power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He wasn't talking about a literal snake or a scorpion that has a tail that can sting you. He was talking about spiritual warfare. He was talking about demonic things. Behold, I give you power. You speak it and I give you power. I'm the one. You come in my name and you speak it in my name. Even still, when the centurion explained the matter to Jesus, I'm almost certain that he was not trying to offer the Lord some insight into what he knew, but rather he was honoring the Lord and recognizing a higher power. The centurion offers this. He, he, he talks about, he explains why he is asking the Lord for the healing. In, 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 a, in our vernacular, he would say, this is why I'm asking you to speak the word, Lord, because I order men to do tasks. I say to one, 
do this, and he does it. I say to another, go here, and, and they do it. There is no rebuttal. They sit down and listen to what I have to say. If I say stand, they stand. If I say move, they move. If I say march, they march. No one rejects what I say because I have the authority. They just do it. I am a man acquainted under authority. I know what's over me, and I know you, Jesus. You have the power to heal, so just speak the word. And by the utterance of your word, my servant shall be healed. Just stay where you are, Lord. Stand where you stand and just speak. You don't have to come to my house for him to be healed. You don't have to make an appearance because your word, it echoes through the time. It goes through distance. It permeates walls. It takes down everything and brings up everything. Just speak the word. And the Bible says that Jesus marveled. Why did he marvel? He said, I cannot find this kind of faith or understanding or revelation in all of Israel. The people should have known. They ought to have known this. The people of Israel should have known. They had all the lineage of Jehovah in their past. They had all the patriarchs and prophets and kings in their past. They should have recognized him. They should have recognized the Lord. He was born of a virgin. He was born in Bethlehem. It was written in their manuscript. He was there. Everybody should have known it but they did not know it and instead they looked at him as a common man they looked at him and say you're just a man just like us don't we know your father and your brothers and your sisters what they failed to do was recognize the authority that was standing right before them but the centurion the heathen he knew it and he understood it that's why I say to all the people of God you do not know who has walked into this house you don't know who's standing beside you you don't understand the authority that's resting upon us we have the name of the most high God speak just speak just speak you have the power just speak you don't have to yell it like I'm doing right now all you have to do is say Jesus right now Jesus right now Jesus you don't have to make a big scene but you can yell it if you want to you can cry out like Barnabas when he cried out Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me not everybody likes it in fact in that day they tried to make him be quiet but he cried out the more Jesus thou son of David I've got to be healed I'm tired of sitting at this street corner I'm tired of being blind speak Are you going to ask that? Well, what's that all about? Well, you're not the first one. Because the disciples whispered very similar words among themselves. The lot of them standing on the bow of the boat, having toiled all night, fighting the winds and the waves. And Jesus is awakened. He comes to that bow and he looks out and sees the waves and the wind. He comes to the moment he speaks to the wind. He says, peace. Be still. And they say, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Did you not know the turmoil of your life swirling and you are conflicted and bound? Did you not know? Let me tell you, the peace speaker is in this room and if you call him and speak his name, he can just say one word and suddenly all of the things that were swirling become placid. Not me. 
but he can and you can don't look to a personality to heal your body don't look to a pulpit to heal your situation you look to Jesus and you speak his name and you take authority over that Amen. But Jesus didn't leave it there. He didn't keep the power of the spoken word to himself. Jesus said in John 14, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works. Now, they, they couldn't be greater in substance. It meant numerical. You're not going to get better than calling Lazarus from the dead. (laughs) Come on out, Lazarus. You're not going to get better than putting your fingers on someone's eyes and their eyes are open and they're blind and they're they're no longer blinded or leprosy being healed. But we've been given the promise that greater works, meaning that all of the church through the name of Jesus has the power. And greater works than these shall ye shall he do because I go into my father. Watch this. And whatsoever it's open-ended, ye shall ask in my name, in the name of Jesus, I will do that, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Watch verse 14. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Speak. You don't have it because you haven't spoken it. Or you got discouraged. So when Peter and John woke up after the church service was over, I know that I'm always tired after the big revival service. They woke up after Pentecost and Jesus was gone. The revival had begun. Peter got done preaching. They took all day baptizing people. They went to the temple to pray in Acts chapter 3 because that was their custom. They were doing what they knew to do. They went to the house to pray. They were going to the temple. I'm sure it wasn't their first time. And in front of that temple sits a lame man begging for alms. They may have passed him by many times. We do not know, but they stopped that day to look at him. And because they stopped, he thought that they were going to give him money. When I pull up at the intersection, if I glance over at the guy with a, with a cardboard sign that says, need help, can you spare a dollar? If I look at him in the eye, what I know is I better be reaching for my wallet. Because when I look at him and he looks at me, he thinks that dude's going to give me some money. And I didn't ask him to come over to my car. He just starts walking because he saw me looking at him. So if you don't want to give the guy money with holding a cardboard sign, don't look at him. But if you're going to look at him, you better get out your wallet. Because he's coming. And he wants something. And your eyeball-to-eyeball connection is a message that says, I'm about to give you something. So when Peter and John stopped and looked at him, the man fastened his eyes upon him, them and said, I think I'm going to get some alms out of them. They had something, but it wasn't money. Peter said to the lame man, look on us. Let me, let me interpret that for you. We didn't got no money. We're broke. Just like you. We have nothing, 
in our pockets. But such as we have, here it is. And they invoked the name of one higher than they. Because Jesus did not intend for his church to be powerless. He did not leave us with nothing. He left us with the comforter. He left us with the name and he left us with the blood and he left us with the word and he left us with a witness. He did not intend for this church to live without the revelation and insight of that nameless centurion. That centurion, over a hundred men, understood it and we've got to understand it. And Jesus said, this is meant for you. I'm going to give you power. You're going to tread. I'm going to give you authority. You're going to tread. I'm going to give you power over the enemy and nothing's going to hurt you. I'm going to give you authority. I'm going to give you power. So when the lame man looked at Peter and John and they say, silver and gold have we none, they might have emptied their pockets but they were not empty handed and they said such as we have give we unto thee I have something I'm not powerless I'm not inadequate I'm not you are not powerless you are not inadequate you are not ineffectual you are not empty you are not helpless you are not weak you are not feeble or unable you have the authority speak the word I don't have the specifics but I do have the question I do have a name and I do have an answer for the question Now I'm going to speak this over everybody and I'm going to speak this to every pastor that's listening to this and every saint and every member that's hearing this. I pray right now and I speak the name by the authority of the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up. I take dominion. Rise up because I'm going to speak it. say the wrong thing because both life and death come from the same mouth life and death and you can bring to life whatever you want to live and you can kill whatever you don't want to live you can give yourself encouragement or you can bring yourself down low It's in the power of the tongue. I'm not talking about motivational speak, but Jesus said this, the power of life and death are in your tongue. It's no wonder why the Lord uses tongues as a sign of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Because when they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says they spoke with other tongues. Paul writes that it is the tongue of men and of angels. Sometimes you can interpret it in another, in another language and sometimes it's the tongue of angels, the tongues of men and of angels. Sometimes it cannot be interpreted because it's not meant to be interpreted. Sometimes it's just for you. It's for your life as you're speaking it out. But when you first receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost... You will speak with other tongues because, because the Bible says, Isaiah said in 28 and verse 11 and 12, with stammering lips and another tongue, God is going to speak to his people. In fact, when Peter was preaching and they stopped preaching, they were began to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. How did they know? Because the Bible says, 
for they heard them speak with tongues. When he, when Paul laid his hands upon believers, even believers were baptized in Jesus' name and believers received the Holy Ghost. When he laid his hands on them in Acts 19 verse 7, they began to speak in tongues and they began to preach. I'm going to tell you, life and death is in the power of your tongue and you can walk out of any restaurant, any meeting, any place, any school, any education, any family gathering. You can walk out of any event and you can say it was terrible. I hate it. And the more you say hate and I don't like, the more death comes to your life. But if you'll just close that thing down and you open up your mouth and say, I love and I'm thankful and I'm grateful and I've got joy, life becomes, life becomes. So I say today, speak. You got to speak. You got to rise up and say, you are good. In my dark time, you are God. In my low time, you are the lifter. In my trouble, you are my help. Let me tell you what a husband or a wife is when they don't talk to their spouse, when they give them the silent treatment. It's called abuse. There's not a striking of the hand. There's not a fist clenched, but it's silence and it's abuse. What do you think happens when you go before God and you never say anything to God? Hear me. He wants to hear his name out of your mouth. He wants to hear his praise. He has come today so you can praise him. Speak. Okay, I want to read some scripture here. Uh, This is uh, Isaiah 55. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, won't return without watering the earth. Makes things bud flourish, waters coming down and flowers coming up so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return void or empty, but will accomplish what I desire. Just like the rain comes down has an effect on all the ground. When the preached and spoken word is uttered out of your mouth, it will achieve the purpose for which it was sent. The precedent was set long before you were born and long before I walked into this house of worship. God set it in motion among his own people by order of his own decree, whether physical or spiritual, natural or supernatural, life and death. And it was revealed in the life and ministry of the prophet Ezekiel concerning the people of the Lord. He wrote it this way, and I'll read this. He wrote, The hand of the Lord was upon me, Ezekiel 37, 1. Carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of this valley, which was full of bones. Death. And not recent death. (laughs) Parched. Scorched by the sun. Bleached out by the elements. And he caused me to pass by them round about. Took me to the whole circumference of that whole valley. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. (laughs) And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? 
I don't know. How am I supposed to know? Probably not. I don't want to say that, but, you know, you're asking God, I don't know. Thou knowest. Can I give you the American interpretation of that? Don't you recognize that? Yeah, that's somebody gave me another emoji. It goes like this. That's what Ezekiel would have been sending back to God if he'd have been a dummy. Didn't know how to type. He'd just been communicating. I don't know. And the Lord said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, this is not fancy. Oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, I love this next verse, but I'm going to skip a couple verses. I love verse 10. Are you ready for verse 10? So I prophesied. I just start preaching to a bunch of valley, bunch of bones in a valley dried and had no life. I did it as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, and it was a mighty army. I'm going to speak into someone's life today. You are spiritually dry and spiritually dead. I don't know if you're in this building or if you're watching me online, but I'm going to prophesy to you. You're going to come back to life. God's going to give you power, and there's going to be a breath, and the Holy Ghost is going to come back into you, and you are going to be invigorated, and you're going to be a great and mighty army. Speak. I'm speaking today because I know that it is in the order of God. I'm speaking today because I know that everything that's against you has to bow before the name of the Most High God. This is what the Lord put in my spirit and I wrote it down so I'll read it as he gave it to me. I am a representative of something much greater than I. The name that I speak invokes the wonders and majesty of heaven. When I speak, apply it to yourself if you want. It opens up the corridors to the great I am that I am. The omniscient, immutable, omnipotent, omnipresent Savior. When I speak his name, the demons in hell shiver and tremble. And the oppressor and the devourer that's after me starts to quake in his shoes. He stumbles And the best he can do is run to bow down at that name. Even though his pursuit has been to devour my soul. But when I speak his name, the angels are standing at attention. And everything that afflicts me has to bow down to that name. So I prophesy. So I prophesy through every bone. I speak. 
not only I, but I employ every person in this house. If you have a disease or an affliction or a sickness right now out of your mouth, speak to that thing and say in the name of Jesus, I command that thing to be healed. I command that thing to be done. Anything you would ask in my name, Jesus said, I will do it. I just I want to read this scripture. Um, Mark chapter eleven. Jesus said this, verse, um, I'll start with verse 22. Jesus answered, saith unto him, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. Say to the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Wait, wait. Do we believe this book? Do you really believe this book? Say to this mountain, be cast into the sea, and shall doubt and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he saith. Let me just tell you why some folks are, are struggling. You're saying all the wrong things. You're using your words and your vocabulary to speak everything that is against the word of God. And you fill your own heart with greed and doubt and anger. You fill your own life and your own mind by the things that you say. If you will sponge all that junk from your mouth, from your own mouth, don't blame anyone else. Don't say, well, this is how I was raised. So what? You're a new creature in Jesus Christ. Please don't blame your ethnicity on anything. I don't care if you grew up German or Italian or everybody yelled and screamed and threw everything and that's how they communicated. You are a new creature in G Jesus Christ and you've been blood-bought. You were in the world, such were some of you. Now it's time to put on something else out of your mouth. You can, here pastor, you can make yourself discontent. And when you become discontent, there's no amount of money, houses, land, vacation, no clothes, no electronic, nothing is ever going to satisfy you because you are a discontented soul. And you get that way because out of your mouth you say, I must be missing something or somebody else has something instead of praising God for what you have. So I want to say today, it's time to speak, but not just speak. You ought to speak the right thing. Now, I learned this as a child because I had people around me and my parents. They spoke things into existence that was, was not there. You are a great prayer warrior, and I knew they were not. You are a great worshiper, and I knew they had not come about. But I got to speak something out of my mouth. Otherwise, it will not happen.
That's why when I get up here and I speak for a thousand soul revival, well, why are you always talking like that, Pastor? Why are you always talk? Why are you always giving that number? You want another number? How about 2,000? How about 3,000? Because I got to speak. There's going to be a revival. You're not going down. I speak to your life. I don't know what hat I'm wearing, but I'll just put this one on. If you have something to say that's good, share it. But let no corrupt communication communication proceed out of your mouth. But let no corrupt communication, this is the word of God, proceed out of your mouth. But everything that comes out of your mouth, let it be for the edifying of the hearer. The words that you speak should minister grace unto the hearer. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Yes, you are going to make it. Well, Pastor, you're just saying that. Yes, I am saying that. Because if I don't speak that, nobody's going to speak that. Yes, you are not going to survive. You're going to thrive. Yes, they're going to be saved. Yes, the backslider. Yes, your children are going to make it. Yes, you are going to be healed. Yes, God's able. Yes, the Lord can do it. About 10, 11 years ago, so one, of the, one of the folks came to me and said, Pastor, the devil is always on my case. And I said, I know because he hates you. He hates you. That's why he's always on your case. But God loves you. If the devil loved you, you'd be in a, you'd be in a bad place. But the Lord loves you and the enemy's going to fight you. And don't be, don't be dismayed or think it's some strange thing that you fall into all kinds of trouble. Why? Because you have got something about you that the devil doesn't like. It's the name of Jesus. It's the blood applied to your life. I speak today healing and miracle. I don't always give this microphone to people. And it's not good for me to ask an open-ended question like I did earlier about what time, what day we're making our commitment service because somebody's going to say something. I think testimonies are good, though, and I, from time to time we'll have someone give a testimony. But I did grow up in a church where we had testimony service every Sunday. And people stood up. Now, half of that didn't give any praise to God. There's several halves. Half didn't give a praise to God. Half told their own stuff. Half, there's five or six halves. Do the math. Every once in a while, somebody would start talking about Jesus, and it was good. Every once in a while. Some people would give their life story. When, we knew it was bad when they started, when they said, and they began. It all started in 1947. <laughs> We're going to be here a long time. One time, my dad forgot that he already had testimony service and stood up and said, now we're going to have testimony service. That was painful. 
some of the ladies in church felt convicted because they didn't stand up the first time and they realized, so they stood up and apologized. I should have said, I know why you, what you're doing, Pastor. He wasn't doing that. He forgot. <laughs> but I had heard many people stand to say, the enemy has really hurt me this week. They were, they were praising the wrong person. They were recognizing the wrong one. We are the people of God. We don't give the devil any credit. Even when you go through trouble, you got to say, Lord, you must have allowed that to happen. Because the moment you think that it's your fault, that's the spirit of condemnation that's come over you. And you can condemn yourself from your own mouth. I must have done something wrong. Well, of course you did. You are a sinner, but guess what? You were saved by grace, and you went down the water. That's already under the blood. What are you talking about? You've been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb of God. You were not redeemed with silver and gold and received from the vain conversation of your fathers, but you were redeemed with the precious blood of the Most High God. So I want to say, we're going to speak today, and we're going to give God praise. And if there is an issue in your life, this is the moment you're going to, in moment, you're going to stand your feet, and you're going to speak out of your mouth what has, been, what has been your prayer request or your need. And you're going to say, in the name of Jesus, I speak. Some of you need to call back some things that have been missing, and some of you need to call back some things that have been dead, and some of you need to just give God praise for the trouble that you've been in. But I preach today, and we're going to do it. Speak. The Lord is not going to use someone else's voice. Out of your mouth, I want you to begin to say it. Out of your mouth. Say it right now. Out of your mouth. I pray. That's it. That's it. Come on. Everybody's got a different story. Maybe you just want to give a testimony right now. Lord, I want to thank you. Fill in the blanks. Speak out of your mouth. Speak out of your mouth. If you don't know how to pray it, and you're in trouble, just speak the names of the people that you're burdened for. Come on, everybody. Let's go. Let's go. That's it. Speak, 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 speak. Yes, yes. Invoke the name which is above every other name. Take dominion. Say it. I take dominion. I take dominion. I command. Everything that is against God, I command it now in the name of Jesus. I speak. I speak against self-condemnation. I speak against the enemy. I speak against every seed and thought of doubt. I speak against every spirit that would rise up that would be the accuser of the brethren. I speak, Lord, right now for miracles. I speak miracles. I speak healing. I speak restoration. I speak conviction. 
Out of my mouth, I speak you. I speak your name, Lord. And all the derivatives of your name. Jehovah Jireh, you will provide. Jehovah Nisi, you are my battle. Jehovah Sidkenu, you are my protector. Jehovah Shalom, you are my peace. You are Yahweh. You are the God of the house of this house. You are the God of my life, the God of house. Breath comes from that source. Life comes from the life giver. Resurrection comes from the one who is the resurrection and the life. I'm going to give just a couple categories of prayer here today to speak. But there's prerequisites to the first one. If you've been faithful in giving and returning to the Lord, your tithes and offerings, but you struggle financially, we're going to pray. Now, the first step is obedience. You have to, you have to be obedient to God. You, 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 you have to be obedient to God. First, we're obedient to God. If you haven't been obedient to God, start today and be obedient to God. Now, I'm going I'm to I'm speak now. I want all the people that are not returning their tithes and offerings to the Lord, the storehouse, I'm going to speak, come on in to the cross of Calvary. Come on into the word. All the people that are pragmatic and you try to think through everything, I want you to come over to a little walking by faith. You, not have to, you don't have to figure everything out. Everybody else who's tipped the scale on the other side, and all you do is just say a bunch of things, and you don't, you're not in act, you're not action, no action. Come over to the book of James. Faith without works is dead. Put on some works with your faith. That way we know your faith. Come on, come on. We're going to the center of the cross of Calvary. Everybody who says I'm not emotional, come on. It's time to get a little emotional for the Lord. I'm sure you're emotional. It just depends on what you want to spend your emotion on. It's a choice. Whether it's an athletic event or, or some, something that you won, you'll get emotional. Everybody who, who, who you don't, you, you're all emotional, come over, have a little, understand. Sometimes it's okay just to listen to the Lord a little bit. Come on, we're going to the cross of Calvary. All the people that complain about all kinds of stuff, you're never happy. I want you to come, come on over to joy. You need to be refilled and baptized with the Holy Ghost the, because the joy of the Lord will be your strength. He gives you joy. You're not more spiritual because you, cause you're angry. Come on. Here we, come on. We're going to go back to the cross of God. I'm speaking this out of my mouth. Some of you who just showed up today, you haven't been around in a long time. Let me tell you, I love you. Here's your house. Just get, come, come right back in. You can have a seat at my table. I got eight places. First come, first serve. 
I, actually, we got another table in the other room. You can go sit in there, but I won't see you. It's time to come on back to the house of God. It's time to be faithful, get in this house, Wednesdays and Sundays. It's not only not going to hurt you, it probably will save your whole life. Wait, everybody who's adverse to writing their name on a piece of paper, I don't like to sign commitments. Let me tell you, you ought to thank God that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. He's committed to you. You can commit and put your name down on a piece of paper. (laughs) Because we're not just going to, we're just not going to give our tithes and offerings as a commitment to God. We're going to sign something or we're going to take something and we're going to give a commitment to teach a Bible study. So all of you who love to come and hear teaching, it's time for you to open up your mouth and teach someone else and speak the word of God to somebody else. That's what I told a couple people. If you don't know how to do it, find your best friend. Tell your best friend to act like they don't know what you're talking about and teach them a Bible study. And then when you're done, then you act like you don't know what they're talking about. And actually, neither of you actually know what you're, either of you are talking about. But just start talking about the Word of God. And maybe some good will come out of you can practice on one another until everybody in this house gets a Bible study. I was ready just, just, just to try to pray that 100 people received, would, would get the burden to teach a Bible study and would speak the, the gospel until Tammy said, don't, don't say 100, say everybody. So I don't want 100, I want the whole church. Come on, we're going to get back. We got to work to do the kingdom of God. We're not going to let it die. All of you who have been rejected when you ask people to come to church or ask people to come to your life, your Bible study, come on back in. It's okay. We've all been rejected many, many times. If they revile you and hate you and reject you, it's not about you. You are an ambassador of the one higher than you. Come on. Are you, I'm speaking this. I'm, I just got to speak it. I got limited time. I want to talk to everybody. You have a problem with your children and a problem at your work and you got a problem with all kinds of shifting the problem is you don't have any authority and the reason why is because you're not under authority but when you get under authority then you'll have authority i'm just going to speak this out because we're we're going to pray we're going to speak but but when we're done talking here we're going to go out talk out there we're going to talk all day long you're going to talk on your way home and some of you are going to walk out of here. You're not talking about the sermon at all. You're not talking about the word at all. I'm going to challenge you. Get back to the word. Go ahead. Review everything again. Go back to the scripture. It's okay. We're going to speak the word of God. And the Lord is going to help you. He's going to restore you. He's going to help you. All the pastors that are watching me and hear me and all the saints, hear me. Go to your church and speak authority in the name of Jesus. I don't know. I just feel the Lord just told me that someone's going to be watching today. I'm sorry if I'm looking at the camera. I don't even know which one is operable. But whatever angle you got, I just want you to know God is going to be with you. You're going to speak the word of the Lord in your churches, and God is going to open up something in your house because you're speaking the word. I'm almost. I'm almost done. And if by chance you don't see results, don't stop speaking the word. Just say it again. And if the door is not open, you just keep knocking. 
Because the Lord gave you this in the scripture. When the lady went to the unjust judge and she kept knocking and kept asking and kept asking and kept talking and kept talking and kept talking. And, all. and he said, I don't respect God. I don't respect men. I don't even like you. But because of your importunity, it means because this nonstop ceasing of asking and asking and asking, I'm going to give it to you. And Jesus said, if a father knows, if an earthly evil father knows how to give a good gifts to his children, how much more will your heavenly father give to those that, that ask of him if you'll just speak it out of your mouth. So I'm going to go back to the beginning. And I'm going to speak right now a blessing over your finances. I'm going to speak a blessing over your finances. I'm going to speak a blessing over your home. I'm speaking blessings over your marriage. I'm speaking blessings over all the material things that you have that God will sustain them. I'm speaking faith into your life today and miracles and healing and restoration. And if you will receive that, lift up your hands and say it right now. I receive the healing, the miracle, the blessing over my home, my finances, my mind, my emotions in the name of Jesus. I receive it. Okay. 